0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Theory Pre-Med. Theory Pre-Med is a podcast following the journey of three pre-med students, Mo, Todd, and Nathan. We talk about our path and our journeys as we bring in guests who connect pre-meds worldwide. If you're thinking about med school or any part of healthcare, our podcast will give you the ultimate student perspective. Also, thank you to Chapman Radio
1: for giving us this gorgeous space to record today. It's a beautiful morning at Chapman Radio today. Yes, sir. We have our amazing guest, Tiffany. Hi. Tiffany, introduce yourself.
2: Hi, I'm Tiffany. I was actually here on this podcast. What is it, March or April of last year? Yeah,
1: it was, wow. it was been a while. Wow. <laughs>
3: really, has it been almost a year since you've been on? Literally. Probably. Maybe, She's one like, of our first guests. One of our first guests, for sure. Oh,
2: yes, that's right. Oh, well, I'm really glad like you guys invited me, so I really appreciate it. Thank you. But um, a little spiel about me. I'm Tiffany. Again, Like I was here last year. Um, I graduated from Chapman in May. And um, all the things that I said in terms of what I was going to do post-undergrad, um, it got changed because I decided to go through the special master's program route, but I'm really happy I did. So currently, I am an MBS student at CUSM, so all of those acronyms mean um, a Master's of Biomedical Sciences Um master's student so i'm in grad school at cusm which is um, a school up in colton california it's like 20 minutes north of riverside and cusm stands for um, california university of science and medicine so um yeah
1: it's exciting I, I have to ask i've always wondered this yeah are graduate classes a lot harder than undergraduate classes
2: um for sure yes yeah. i dropped my apple pencil
1: no worries <laughs> oh. I probably maybe
2: I should just ditch my notes. I had my notes out, but you know Whatever I think it's better. I think it's better when it's like the conversation is more flowy But yeah, I, I I will say grad classes are harder than undergrad um, oh. because it's like let's say we talk about genetics, for example, right? Um, it's just everything that we learned for about two wait here at Chapman, but it's a lot more in depth. It's kind of like genetics here, on steroids, because okay. it's just like um, way and more in depth because it's a graduate level program, so. Okay. Yeah, overall. But, answer, but yeah. I feel like
1: it kind of makes it more enjoyable, too. It
2: is. I will say I love the classes that I'm taking this semester, even though it's harder. I've just never taken these classes because they weren't offered here. Like pharmacology, I really enjoyed learning like the new like the drugs that I see whenever I was in ER scribe, like um, all the beta blockers or like the heart failure drugs and angina drugs. That was interesting. I'm taking currently neuroscience. So like I Ooh. learned like the cellular level of like our taste buds or like how to see and hear and all like our senses like those type of classes are really yeah, yeah. interesting so that's, cool.
0: uh, that's true yeah cool so I was a fan or oh, Todd's a fan <laughs> um so how do you like being at CUSM
2: um yeah like well one it's a different vibe because it's not like other people in um different majors like we're all It's either um, two main people in the campus. It's either med students, which is like M1s through M4s, and um, just us as the master students as well as like the faculty. It's really cool because you still get to network and you're going to be in the same building as um, people who are in med school. So um, it's nice, like we get to pass by their... um, like uh, their OSCE room. So OSCE is basically um, where they do the clinical skills and so where they bring a standardized patient. Our master's <laughs> program room is right next to it. So we get to see everybody, like all the M1s with their like white coats and like <laughs> seeing them like so nervous before they're OSCE. And so like I met a couple friends there. Um, it's actually like an M1 currently um, is a Chapman grad. So I see him all the time. So we always is say hi. John? Yeah, it's yeah. John. Oh, yeah. 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 He's great. Yeah. Um, we're actually in a research study together for um mbs burnout like pre-med um post like in the gap year burnout for so Hmm. because of that like i got to meet some of like his m1 friends and um it's it's nice it's a great student like networking like because you guys are all in the same building and um overall it's a beautiful like it's it's all in one building because i remember like when we all came together for like um you and i went to um what do you call it the the tour
4: oh yeah And
2: so it's really, it's really cool seeing it. It's like a little cute building of like three floors of like, um, it's all just the med students of the master's firm. It's awesome.
1: But would you say like overall are there, is there a lot of interaction between the med students and the, and the graduate students or is it kind of more like each, each group just does their own kind of courses and have kind of activities?
2: Um, there are some like opportunities like I can get into it more later but like there are some programs like extracurriculars that will mix between it. One that's for sure that is going to be um, both the MBS students and the med students are the peer tutors, so people who have graduated as an MBS alum and they went either took a gap year after MBS program and went straight into um, CUSM or they just went straight from MBS to, to the med school. And so them, they were hired by um, the CUSM or like just like signed up for this job position to teach The current mbs students like upcoming exams so like there's an example kind of like for chapman we have sis
4: Mm -hmm. it's
2: like for cusm it's peer tutors and then so you get to also um do like um one-on-one peer tutoring online so other than that they also have um uh what is it i'm in filipinos FAM, which is Philippine Americans in Medicine at SM. So I have met. It's a great networking opportunity. So you get to meet some people there. So if you're interested in that, which I was, which I'm currently am, um, I'm in that. So I get to meet um, the M1s through the M4s there.
1: That's a cool acronym. It's like, you're my fam. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah. So it's, a, it's great. Like, um, oh, but like the underlying thing is like, yeah, we we are doing our own thing because everybody's busy, their rotations or like they're doing um their um, clinicals or like they're doing the didactics and stuff. But, and then the MBS students are like doing their own classes during lecture. But, and we're all like, since we're in the same building, we get to see each other
0: totally in awesome. passing.
2: We always say hi. Yeah. So, that's, so that's really
0: you mentioned like an SMP program, which I feel like I've only heard a little bit about, um, but I was wondering if you could just like expand on like what, know what that is and like how did you learn about it
2: how yeah um so I, i'll first start with my story because i always named drop jonathan but he's <laughs> he's great but um so it was the night of graduation of the queen graduation at chapman at that point like like, if you go back to the previous podcast, I was like, okay, gonna hop on the plane to New York, gonna go to do, st- like, full-time job while studying for the MCAT, and I'm gonna take the MCAT, and I'm gonna work, well, like, all that, right? And so, that was, my my set plan, and the night of graduation, Jonathan was sitting right in front of me, and um, he, by that time, he was already accepted as a med student, but he was like, oh, like, if you're interested, like, there's a thing called, like, um, an MBS, like, their master's program, which is also a linkage to their med school. So if you have a specific GPA and an MCAT, and you're applying this current cycle, you can go in as a, um, like, because you're in the program. So if you maintain, like, the fall semester GPA and all that. And so, like, not only that, like, um, if that pathway doesn't work for you there's also a guaranteed interview that you get to go in if you maintain like that fall gpa um which i currently have so currently like i got um i hit that fall gpa so yeah. i currently have the interview ticket That's so it's aw- exciting I mean,
1: getting the interview for any med school yeah. is super It's so, like being guaranteed that yeah is an exactly really,
2: like- and it's and also to like side note before i continue the story but like it's um you already know the professors there you know the vibe of the med school Mm. and so um that gives you a sense of like okay this is kind of what what i want in a med school maybe these are things i don't want like you'll you list out the pros and cons in your head but going back to the story um i told jonathan i was like thanks but like this is my plan but i'll keep it in mind and um as i was going through the mcat studying i was like you know what like what the heck, like maybe let's just apply just for the heck of it, you know? And if I don't get in, like I still have this plan. So I started reaching out to my, actually my high school friend who graduated from the MBS program um, last year. And I was like, hey, uh, can we go set up a FaceTime call? And we did, and she talked about everything that kind of like how I'm explaining right now of like what the program is. And I was like, you know what, like, let's do it. Like, I only applied to one, um, whereas I've talked to like my other classmates who applied to like three or four master's programs, like all over California or like the nation. And so I was like, okay, if one happens, like, oh, well, like, like, that's fine. And then I find out um, in August, like the week of orientation for CUSM that I got in. So I literally had to drop like my med scribe position, my fitness instructor position, like just for this program and I'm really happy I did. But um so that was my story of how I found out um an SMP program for your next question. An SMP program is called a special masters program. So if you're pre-med or pre-PA or pre-dent or whatever, this is a program that's kind of like um you're going through like in my experience for for um MBS, it's like um all of the undergrad courses you're not really repeating but it's like you're going to more in depth with it and then the fall semester you're doing these like like fun graduate courses like mm. pharmacology neuroscience genetics um pathophysiology and um you just go into more detail and it's like it kind of interesting too and um but this is more of like showing you can either do it if you're a career enhancer or if you're a um, career changer or a GPA enhancer. So there's actually a quick story. There is a classmate currently of mine who's like, I believe he's 40 years old and he was a lawyer He's a he was a practicing lawyer for ten years, and he was like, you know what, like lawy- like becoming a lawyer and like doing everything in entertainment law is like not for me. So I'm gonna go switch it. And so now he's in this program and at forty. So that goes oh to God, show, like
1: really, he's there crazy. law school. He's collecting all the yeah,
2: dances, he's collecting all the stones. All, all the stones.
1: Yeah.
2: I <laughs> kid you not.
1: of education. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he's collecting all the stones, but yeah, he is absolutely, like, so nice, like, he, and it just goes to show, like, it doesn't matter where where you are in life, you can literally achieve whatever you set your mind to, and that's what my classmates doing, and so that's why I've noticed in a, in a and p program or any grad program that, like, you, it's not just us as, like, 22, 23 years old, like, it's people from, like, this age all the way to like 40 and up 25 years old and up so it's really cool so that's what I've seen in grad program in SP because it's more leaning towards like um, your grad school pathway versus if you're doing a normal master's program like um, there's a master's program in biomechanics or if you want to do masters in like um, chemistry or bio at like um, a UC or Cal state that's kind of more generalized uh, but it's not necessarily... Uh, what do you call it? Specialized towards a graduate program. Like, sorry, um, for, for uh, medical school or PA school. Right. And um, the third section is a postbac. And a postbac, oh, also too, um, a master's program has its own separate GPA. Postbac will be either integrated into your current um, undergrad GPA, um, depending on the school. So post-bac is kind of like... So the,
3: wait, the post-bac mm-hmm. is if you're doing like the building on your, your original GPA and the me, uh, master's is the other the changing careers path.
2: Yeah, it's either okay. changing careers or um, a GPA enhancer. But a G- So currently for me, um, I'm in the GPA enhancer track. Okay. So um, like uh, I currently had a GPA in Chapman, but of course I just wanted to do better. So right. I was in this program, but it shows like uh, med schools will show like, okay, this person, this student can handle courses in the graduate level. Mm-hmm. Um, then that means sh- this person is capable to do well in my medical school. So that's um, another pro of being in a master's program. And a post back, it's like, if you only have X amount of credits and then you take the post back, it will have a significant change to um, your GPA. But for me it's like, oh, oh I cool. had like a double minor in theater yeah. and in psych and I was like, yeah. it's not really going to be a huge change with like 30 credits of the postback, you know? So, um, you you pick and choose and um postback will Thanks. be helpful depending or if you go through S&P, normal masters, or post it's different for each person. Sorry if that was a really long-winded question, like, long-winded yeah, I, I answer. Think, I think with post
1: yeah. generally, what That's a lot so of cool. people tend to do is, like, let's say they, they do a certain major. Um, let's say, I don't know, putting out a random one, like dance, right? They're planning on doing something in, like, dance. But then once they graduate, they're like, kind of like, oh, I actually want to do medicine or nursing, whatever it is. Then he, they could do their post back and kind of do all those required classes. And, yeah, it could definitely help your GPA if that's where you're kind of like lacking a little bit. So I think it goes both ways. But mainly the, the master's program, as you mentioned, yeah. it's really, if let's say you didn't do so well in undergrad and you're trying to prove that, like, hey, I'm actually able to handle these courses at a higher level. Like, yes, at a graduate level, your GPA is completely different. So then you're able to kind of show that at a higher level, like I'm doing better, Mm -hmm. I'm able to handle it and things like that.
2: And also like an ER doc that I used to work with when I was asking that doc a question, like that same question, should I do post-bac or master's program? It's like you can also do a DIY post-bac, so do it yourself. So you can kind of like um, pick and choose the classes you weren't great on and um, versus a master's program. Like you serve it all. I call it like if you want the three-course meal of everything or if you want a la carte. So if you do a la carte, you pick and choose your classes. That's um, uh, And post do have, like, the full three-course meal thing because it's an actual program. But you can do a DIY post back where you can pick and choose. Totally. But, yeah.
1: Now, you mentioned that with the master's program that you're in right now, there's a certain requirement or a kind of, like, standard you have to meet in order to like be guaranteed that interview Mm -hmm. has that been pretty stressful going through masters the master's program kind of knowing that in the back of your mind like there's really like little room to mess up
2: um i feel like for the pressure i i will say it's prominent like um everybody even as pre-meds like we we're so hard (laughs) on ourselves like like even for me (laughs) like like i'm current like currently i'm a little hard on myself because it's like, okay, I have two more months till like, I graduate from this master's program. Like I have to do really well in all these finals. So, um, I think, Runding. yeah, the, pr- the pressure is there, but it's what you do. In order to handle that, if you need to go to office hours, go to the office hours weekly. It can be either. um I know we have Zoom and Zoom and Chapman for CUSM. We have Teams. Go to Microsoft Teams. I know <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> what.
1: No, Teams is gross. No. <laughs> 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 I, I just prefer Zoom. I, yeah, I get that. When, when we first got into like the whole virtual world, yeah. Zoom was the first thing we were given. So then when we had to like transition like somewhat like, through our different programs to Teams, like I was like, wait, yeah. what's happening? Yeah, it's it like super,
4: multiple yeah. programs that. Have to make an account
2: (laughs) 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 yeah but like i i will say it's like you know you got to do what you got to do in order to get to accomplish your goal you know like it's so basically i want what i'm trying to say it's like the the pressure is there but it's up to you and how you want to handle that you can either give up and be like okay this is so hard like i'm just going to be so unmotivated or like you do what you got to do like you got to go to off hours maybe meet up with that peer tutor join their exam review session or um meet up with people to study with and, and get that help you know um it's, so it
3: seems like yeah. it's, there's a lot of resources
2: there just like is a, a lot that's good i will say um which i really enjoyed at cusm there's more pre-med help advising at that school because of course it's a med school. Yeah. Versus um here chavan no heit I love I love the school. <laughs> There's not a lot of pre med advising besides AMSA and um, Dr. Crispin. I think she is the best resource in terms of it. Um, but uh, it's just that like when I, uh, Dr. Crispin didn't really come until my junior or senior year of, of um college. Yeah. Um, mainly yeah. my senior year. Yeah. But at that point, like um.
3: There's, like, there's no going back I yeah guess. like you can't undo like your undergraduate yeah
2: exactly undergraduate. so but, but i think
1: overall they are taking like huge steps to kind of make a more prominent advising presence Yeah, which shows with like dr crispin and all the different things they're doing
2: yeah and i'm really glad they have that um i like of course like i wish that was like earlier in my freshman yeah. career freshman sophomore year but um but what i like about cusm there's um print advising there's actual med students that will like come and say, Hey, can I look at your personal statement? Let's, let's oh, cool. like figure this out. Yeah. Um, there's one-on-one, um, on campus and, um, there's people who, um, similar to, uh, Dr. Crispin, there's people from the ad who has been in the adcom committee, um, who has reviewed medical applications to be like, okay, let's ask questions and let's do a one-on-one.
1: That's awesome. That's yeah. really
0: cool. Um, <laughs> so, you know, say like, I'm a listener and I am just trying to decide on like, you know, is this something that I should be doing? Like, should I do an SMP or a post-bac or like a master's? Like how should one go about deciding if this is like the right thing for them?
2: Yeah. So, um, every situation is different. Um, I, myself is not a pre-med advisor because (laughs) I'm just, I'm I'm in it all (laughs) like all y'all right now. Yeah. Um, but I can go based on personal experience. Um, let's say you have to look at your entire application, take a step back, maybe go to a coffee shop, and be like, "Okay, here's my extracurriculars, here's my MCAT, here's my GPA, here's like what I've done, and here's my letter of recs. Like, am I, am I sufficient enough to um, just go straight into and apply for the med cycle? Or maybe I need that year to like." Uh, boost in my research or that year to maybe take like an extra class or two or um, mainly for the SMP it's just um, the lack of the academic performance that needs more shapening so um, because when you're in the master's program of course yeah I mentioned that there's extracurriculars but that's not your main priority your main priority is to do well in this per- um, to do well and on top of that a pro, so here's my pros and cons. Like pro, like I mentioned, pre-med advising, um, you're in the same med school. So um, so it's a great networking and um, there's teachers who will help you, especially since you're on the graduate level, to do better and cement your study. That has really like helped me a lot and really great teachers, especially since Hum is small, you get to have um, closer interactions similar to Chapman um, instead of you're in a pool of like 150 people in the lecture hall, you know, um, so that's a good pro of like being in that CUSM S and P versus. Um, oh my God, where am I? Where am I going with this? Um, versus if you didn't need that and you felt pretty good with your application, you can you can just go in straight. I recommend just talking to a pre med advisor to say like, okay, let's do the whole rundown, and then they will tell you. As well as like your own like own input. Okay, like this is my next step. Um, oh, oh, sorry, that's what I was gonna say. The con to it, the con to being an S and P, it's high risk, high reward. Um, I'm gonna be very transparent. Uh, my CUSM one-year master's program is 40k so it's 20k per semester so it's a lot and um, you don't get financial aid because it's you're on a graduate program so you would the only thing you would have to get is take out loans so um so it's like you have to do well in order for the money to be worth it you know mm-hmm. so but like when you see it all, all in all it's a great like I'm really happy that I'm here so good sorry yeah. if i didn't really answer your question <laughs> no you but did. yeah, yeah
1: now yeah. I, I have a follow-up question to that is you mentioned that it's high risk high reward right mm-hmm. so i feel like with the graduate gpa once you go through the master's program it's kind of going to outweigh your undergraduate gpa when med schools look at it so let's say you go through the master's program and things don't work out let's say like li- life happens right mm-hmm. um W- and things don't work out, you don't meet that minimum requirement that you need to get the interview or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like, where do you go from there if things don't work out?
2: Actually, so just like a little tweak on what you are saying, it doesn't outweigh your undergrad.
1: Oh, really? Okay.
2: Adcoms in med school will s- will overall see your whole story. So, also, um, I'm gonna plug in another um, podcast I've been listening to <laughs> called Dr. Gray's um, Ask Q and A Premed. Have you guys heard of that? We can- yeah. have you
1: plug. Other oh my
2: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's so helpful. Yeah, we have enough. We have enough. You not. gotta, you gotta crowdsource all the information. So,
1: I'm just kidding. I listen to Doctor Gray Yeah,
2: he's great. Too. I love, I love him. Um, so he has has gotten me some input on like my med school stuff, and basically, I wouldn't say outweigh because like what I mentioned from Doctor Gray, he would say um, your whole GPA and your your transcript and like MCAT, like literally your entire application, it tells a story. So um, if your story, based on when you first started your freshman year all the way to the end of your graduate program, and it shows that upward trend, maybe that's like a little down there, but if it looks like a roller coaster versus like an upward trend, it shows a story. So I wouldn't say it outweighs it, it just adds on to your story. So um, sorry, what was your question? I was <laughs> going to say, like, let's say things oh, don't
1: right. work out, where you get guaranteed that position into med school or like that interview. Where do you go from there? Like, what happens after your master's program?
2: Like, um, if you don't do well, or yeah, if let's
1: you, say, so you don't do well. And so
2: if um, let's say if you don't like do well, probably like there's a life situation and everything. Um, there's. Always extra classes you can take. Again, um, I recommend just talking to a premed advisor and asking what are the next steps to take. You can either like listen to more of Dr. Gray's podcast. There's um, Dr. Nakai, who's the um, uh, what is it? Our premed advisor at CUSM. She holds like um, monthly um, Microsoft Teams meeting with all the other premeds, and then you can ask them questions, kind of like in office hours. And um, if so I'm not saying like, oh, if you don't do well, then um, this is the end all be all. I've actually had conversations about this with like other professors and like about that, like to say, oh, what happens if I just don't do well this program? One, that's a it's a very negative mindset because we all have the capacity to do well. And it's a it's a uh, let this be a reminder that like. If you got into this master's program or if you got into, for example, like you guys um, going through pre-med and like graduating, it shows that you guys have the capacity to do well and work hard. So like, again, like throwing it back to what I was saying, like you can do whatever you put your mind to. So like for me in my master's program, if um, some professors have told me like you have You um, were picked in this position because you earned this position to be one of our students in the MBS program. They didn't choose like a random, like a rando, like Mm -hmm. to uh, to pick out. So, um, like you earned this position, and because they know that not only um, that you can do that, you can do it and do well, but you yourself, because you've shown them that um, you can succeed. So. yeah so kind of like changing that mindset of um you you have the capacity to work out work hard and like be successful in it
0: totally yeah. all really the faculty great. sounds so supportive yeah yes. <laughs> that sounds so good oh my gosh i
2: have a current like she's like my mentor like whoever i go into um Whenever I go into office hours, I literally leave. Like I have just been given like a TED talk motivational speech. (laughs) They're so supportive there. And I walk out saying, man, like I could do this. Like maybe there's just this missing puzzle that I haven't figured out because maybe like um, this class was just not it for me for my exam. But like if I just figure out what I did wrong, then I know that I can do better. So, yeah. That's really
0: cool. Uh, one more thing I wanted to ask mm-hmm. is, I th- I feel like a common recurring theme that we've had in the last maybe a few episodes or so is this idea of, like, community. We feel like, uh, in, in a way, our experience and being undergrads has been a little bit shifted because of COVID in the sense mm-hmm. that, like, community has been a little bit of a more challenging thing to, like, build up and to kind of just really see. Mm-hmm. I was wondering how you feel, like, at CUSM being in, like, um, like the one building, uh, and then like interacting with like all of like the M ones or all of the med students um, and other master's students and the faculty. Like, how has your sense of community felt, like between Chapman and between, like now your masters?
2: Program? Like um, the transition of it, or like my current like COSM experience?
0: Like your In COSM comparison? experience
1: compared to like oh, okay. compared to undergrad.
2: I will say, it's very similar. I. Like, I absolutely loved my time here. And um, and the community here that I've seen at Chapman, as in uh, the tight knit community and the people who are willing to work with each other, is very apparent to what I see at CUSM. And that was actually one of the main reasons why I liked going to CUSM, because all 60 of us in the master's program were, so we basically have classes from Monday to Thursdays, and then Fridays would be our exam days, um, is 9 it to every 12.
1: Week? Fridays are um,
2: I would call it the midterm marathon. So um, starting um, when it hits like, I think third or fourth week all the way. And then it would be six to seven long weeks of oh, midterm right, marathon, of like here. time I'm to right. leave. <laughs> 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 yeah. So all over again. it's crazy. Oh it's crazy. <laughs> what? So yeah, um, it would. So community is so important there because everybody's in it together. High school musical. We're all in this <laughs> together. <laughs> Was has never been so prominent in this program because we're all suffering together every single week. It's just exam, <laughs> quiz, assignment, um, team-based learning assignment, quiz like case study, like all. It was just nonstop because we're all we're all doing every single assignment together, and that's what I really like. I have grown to this tight knit community that um, I have really enjoyed, like to the point like um, I have found five people in my classmates who are all from Orange County and we all drive together because of how, (laughs) how that, how I found that in, my 60 people of, like, my 60 classmates. So you find similarities, and it's, like, perfect. Like, I don't have to spend money on rent on, like, um, New Riverside or, like, Redlands area or um, Ontario Rancho, like, that IE area. I can just drive over because I found these people. And you find similarities and common interests. Like, we just went to Disneyland, like, last Tuesday all together. (laughs) So it's really great. Like, um, we've, we've formed this great community. Because of people who are also like-minded with you, like-minded together, I've seen that at Chapman, who um, not only pre-meds, but like the performing arts side who just really love their craft and love what they're doing and like professors who will support you in that. I've seen the same thing here. And um, it's cool um, at CUSM because not only you have that tight-knit community in the master's program, I have found mentors who are currently M1s or M2s Actually no, an M1 and uh, an M3, who are my current mentors there, because we're in the same building and they ask you how you're doing like, Um, And then I asked them, how's your rotation? Oh, my M3 mentor just finished his um, OB-GYN rotation. Now he's going to his, um, uh, what is it, his ICU rotation. So I get to hear a sense of what he's doing. So, um, yeah. Yeah, little glimpses
1: of what you're going into. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Now, from my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, when you go into a master's program, at least for most programs, you get to pick what type of graduate program you want to enter whether it's like engineering computer science or uh like biomedicine whatever it is right i think it's a pretty great opportunity to diverse yourself from everything you've learned in undergrad so let's say you were very like bio or chemistry focused in undergrad then you could kind of explore something else that you you might be interested in like engineering or, like, computer science? Is that, is that true?
2: Um, so, that would be back to the topic of, like, if you want to do an S&P versus, like, an actual master's program. Again, I'm, like, throwing it back to Dr. Gray's podcast. There was a student who really loved to do biomechanics. Like, he didn't want to do, um, like, a normal master's, like, an S&P or a post because he just loved doing biomechanics. And I think he got into, like, the Harvard biomechanics program there, which, um... And of course, like that doesn't really relate to like medicine itself. But then for that, if he since he loved doing it, it shows in his medical ap- application that like how does this tie into you want to become a doctor? Maybe he wants to do MD PhD, or maybe he wants to go into the field of medicine that uh, biomechanics is really apparent in. And so he's um, t- like even though it's not necessarily in a direct tie, it just shows in his application that um, through his love of that, that, um, that, what do you call it, how will it advance in his future to, like, impact the medical field of what he, like, because of his background.
1: So with the SMP, it's more focused on, like, medicine and med school, whereas if you chose to do, like, just a random, um, like, some like a random master's program that really interests you Mm -hmm. that's more tailored into the different fields
2: yeah exactly and it's not a bad thing he's Mm -hmm. um he's doing it because he just really likes to do uh, like he's really interested in the topic and it ties into um, his story and what he's trying to achieve exactly Exactly.
1: yeah now i mean i think a lot of people feel like or at least I, the way I looked at it when I first learned about like the possibility of doing a master's program and then going to med school, I was like, oh, easy cheat code. But clearly you have to work like your butt off for it. Right. Yeah. Like one, you have to meet all these like requirements for it. There's a lot of money that goes into it, but you still have to take the MCAT. Right?
2: Yeah. um, I actually got I actually currently have not taken the MCAT yet because I want to be completely ready to take it. And um, I've actually seen. um. People who have graduated MBS, who have jumped up their MCAT score because they've gotten through every single class that you have taken that um, I've taken through CSM, all contributes to um, MCAT preparation. They also another wow. thinking another great thing about CSM. They give you a Princeton um, review course.
1: Really? You oh. don't
2: have to pay for it. It comes awesome. through a Princeton review course, so it's um, a self-paced one. So um, you have the choice to like, follow the entire course, or you can just pick and choose like, topics you're, not, you're unsure of, and that helps for MCAT preparation. And so that includes that plus um, the MCAT bundle. So, with all the practice exams from Princeton. That's really cool. Yeah. And, and I believe from AMC, double AMC too. Yeah,
1: yeah, I heard those were pretty good, like practice tests and stuff. Yeah. Which makes sense since it's, they're making the test. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> but
1: I know you mentioned when you were first graduating from Chapman, you were studying originally for the MCAT. Yeah. Right? What were some things that went great with that? What are some things that you would have changed looking back at it? And the reason I'm asking is because we'll be taking yeah. MCAT this summer. Oh so my gosh! We're kind of stressing out about it. We're trying to figure things out. Is
2: it like May or June?
1: August. 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 Okay. August so twenty-six.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah.
2: Oh wait! All together?
3: We're, well, different locations, yeah. but we all chose the same day, so like we're in oh it. Oh
2: my gosh! Yeah. Oh wait, that's so exciting. So at least you guys day. are doing it all together, <laughs> <laughs> suffering yeah. together. Like
3: we all take the, the same test.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um. In My opinion is since it was my first time studying, I and I didn't have a mentor who was going to follow me through it. I was very lost. I was very lost of um, what to do. How long should I study on content review? How um, when do I start implementing practice questions? And um, I just didn't have that plan my schedule, my MCAT schedule. And so now going through the master's program and listening to the M1s who who are currently in it, um, they said to really focus on um, if you can get into practice questions as soon as you can, once you get the content down, or even when you're doing content review, integrate those practice questions. That has been so helpful for them. And um, UWorld, U world is so helpful and Jack Weston, <laughs> those um, just those U packs, and then once it hits into the last month, then do um, the WMC bundle and doing the practice test. Que- That's what
4: I've yeah.
2: um, Do not try to um, do all those. Um, what do you call it? The practice questions and not do a full length. I you have to get your mindset into completing those full lengths, like you're in the exam. Those You have to build up that stamina, stamina to hit that eight-hour, what is it, seven-and-a-half hours? Something
3: like that, like seven hours. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't believe we're going into this, guys.
1: <laughs> eight-hour wow. test, come on. Yeah, yeah. It's,
2: oh it's literally yeah, you crazy. You have, like, three
1: more afterwards. Yeah, it's just yeah, like you have, like, part one, part two, and oh, part yeah. three. Yeah. And you have your boards. Yeah. If, and, and then um, It's never-ending cycle.
2: And I also, <laughs> name-dropping Dr. Gray, when I was listening <laughs> to his MCAT podcast yesterday he mentioned that MCAT is not like boards. Like, it's an exam that you've never experienced ever because, one, it's the first big test that you're going to go into um, as you're starting your med school journey. And um, boards is different because, like, I will say there's, like, a lot more – what is it? Practice questions. Like, cause you have like U world or boards and beyonds for that for boards, but you have it with the help of the uh, classes that you're currently taking in med school. So, um, versus I'm not saying like MCAT, like we had the undergrad courses, but, um, I, just based on what Doctor Gray says, it's nothing like you've ever seen, and like in the MCAT. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to like pressure y'all.
1: Uh, yeah, no, but I think a lot of it is like an undergrad. You're not only taking the classes you need for the MCAT; you're taking a wide variety of classes. Like you have your minor, you have like your GES and things like that. There's a lot of information you're taking in. Whereas in yeah. med school, you're taking in a lot of information, but all of that information is focused on the content that will come up in part yeah. one and part two. Yeah,
2: yeah, and and that will and the stuff in boards is something that um you're gonna see in real life because all the boards class like this is not gonna be until us until we get into med school but like all these like the um step one and step two is mainly um case studies so it's a it's a different question formatting versus mcat it's very passage based
1: totally yeah yeah I, i noticed i was watching a tiktok and someone like brought it up and it was so funny it was like this this guy comes into the er because he accidentally burnt his foot because he places a barbecue next to his bed because he likes to s- he likes to smell of bacon in the morning. What? It was like and she was like dying. She was like I could not like hold it in and that was like the pa- like that was the scenario. Yeah, I thought that was it happens. really funny. It that's
3: happens. that's the office. That's, yeah.
1: Is it the office?
3: Yeah, that's a scenario from The Office, the TV show.
1: Oh, well, I guess they took no it from way. there. Then. They took
3: it from there it directly from. There. <laughs> that's
2: exactly that's so what happens
1: funny. in The Office. Yeah.
2: It's yeah definitely gets it off there. of spy you're taking a that. test
1: and all of a sudden like everyone starts like just giggling because yeah that so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: that's so funny
2: uh, oh that's yeah. awesome i
1: don't know yeah. is there something that we didn't cover that you'd like to talk yeah. about
2: should i should i pull up my uh, yeah, let's, let's yeah see the go ahead. let
1: This is our most prepared guest ever. I know. We really appreciate
3: you so much. Or if you have any questions for us, too, we also. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Well, she's been through everything we've been through. Yeah,
2: exactly. And you know, too, like, whichever path you go to, like, you have the support from people you've met at Chapman, like, and this podcast what you guys are doing is not only has opened your your pool of networking but like it's a great thing to talk about in med school apps too like an like, adcom's gonna look it's like oh like a pre-med podcast like
0: <laughs> those pre in- will do anything yeah. <laughs> 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 no
2: we're creative so. it's
0: a we're creative, creative. <laughs> outlet for us so okay. creative
2: okay <laughs> let's see let's see um pro okay i talked about that my own personal experience um let's see and it basically we covered almost everything like um, solid.
1: let's go yeah
2: like <laughs> i think my just my last thing it's like networking is absolutely a great thing that i've met like uh, i've seen and um you've made so many great people there and whichever like pathway you take as in if you want to go into straight to med school, or if you want to maybe take a year off, um, like do whatever feels best for you, but you're going to meet such great people along the way. Oh, an advice for you guys, like, do not feel like, like you're pressured to do the next thing, you know, like sometimes a pre-med or maybe a productivity toxicity culture is like, okay, I just graduated, like what's the next thing I have to do? Okay, um maybe we need to do a full-time job Maybe We do the MCAT or stuff. Like it's like that constant anxiety of feeling like you have to do the next thing. And um, I know it's like I don't I know it's not just pre-med, but like just productivity toxicity in general. I think it's important to just like really um, s- like stay present in the moment, but also like don't feel pressure to like do the next thing cuz like you're not enough. Like like you are doing so much and you have accomplished so much especially like um graduating next year like this is that's such a that's huge crazy. thing next yeah
0: out of here you
2: out of here <laughs> i know
0: a year in seven weeks yeah.
2: i literally told like <laughs> oh um gosh. because i'm meeting up with hannah right after this we're going to the cheesecake factory it was so exciting awesome. and she's graduating in like less than two months too and i was like girl i remember you as a freshman and <laughs> now you're a senior like it blows my mind like I'd say enjoy and live, be present in the moment and don't feel like, um, okay, what's the next thing I have to do? What's my future like? It's not just ca- constant anxiety. <laughs> like, uh, I'm
1: dropping my shift after this. Yeah.
2: I going no more. <laughs> <laughs> just go to the beach. <laughs> I just gotta
3: enjoy life right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah. You're saying
3: this to the right people. We are definitely too future oriented sometimes. Yeah. Stay so. present.
2: Yeah um hot yoga has been helpful I'm texting dr
1: <laughs> islam telling him i'm out of there no more research <laughs> <laughs> <I'm
2: dropping everything. laughs> do, do, <laughs> do whatever like what is it whatever you feel happy to like i'd say okay i've been starting to do hot yoga and that has been super helpful just like meditating and like just being present like because I'm in that space, but that has also helped me like decrease anxiety, decrease stress, and it's like I'm not saying you guys have to do hot yoga if anyone wants to join me, but like, <laughs> but yeah. Um. That's. I think that's all my advice. Totally. Yeah. That's the
0: second time we've been recommended hot yoga. Wait, for that's real? Podcast. If I had a nickel for every time
3: <laughs> we have recommended hot yoga, I'd have two nickels. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice.
2: Right? Who recommended that's... hot yoga?
3: Who is it?
1: Who I was, don't remember, uh, but I
3: totally remember. It. Is it Rosha? Oh, yeah. it was Rosha. Yep. Yeah. 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 It was Rosha. Oh, yeah, I remember, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. One of our guests here on the podcast. Really?
2: Yeah. Okay. She's actually so Chapman's
3: funny.
1: first admit
3: for this year. Yeah.
2: First as in,
3: uh, first admission. Like, she was a senior in high school and she's coming to Chapman. Oh, got yeah. it. She was, oh, she was the first it. one to be admitted to Chapman. Pre PA. Oh, pre PA. Yeah.
2: Got it. Okay. Yeah. We did the, the YouTube video and stuff and they bring all the. Yep. Yeah. Got yeah. it. That
3: was her. That was her. Yeah. Yeah. So We had her on. Yeah. Uh. On the day that she actually had that all happen, we had her on came that, on, yeah. that oh, afternoon. Perfect yeah. Perfect. I snagged her. I was like, you're,
1: you're coming on the podcast this year. <laughs>
3: <well.">
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Yeah. I highly recommend it.
0: Um, So one more thing that I wanted to ask was uh, like, how does the overall like time commitment or like the level of like busyness compare to being an undergrad? Because I feel like one thing I've I've kind of had in my head is that like when you're an undergrad is like an undergrad premed, you're kind of splitting yourself upon like it's like a ton of different avenues. Like you're mm-hmm. you're doing you know do research, you're volunteering, your other yeah. volunteering, mm-hmm. your jobs, yeah, like whatever, like other jobs you have, like, all this sort of stuff. And I feel like maybe, you know, as if you, like, once you graduate, you get into, like, a master's, and you become a medical student, like, it becomes maybe more, like, narrowed down in mm-hmm. a way. Like, you still have other things you have, like, to do, right. but I don't know. Is it more, like, narrowed but still, like, as busy, or is it kind of just, like, the same as undergrad? Like, how does it compare, really?
2: Yeah, um I feel like for me, um, being... And I think this is just how my schedule is in um, CUSM because since classes are only nine to twelve, after twelve, like, literally after twelve, <laughs> like I'm out, like wow, like I'm out of like I'm out of classes. I can either like grab lunch with people or like I can um, go to the library, like any library, or can like do my meetings. Like literally after twelve, like it's a complete. Like, you you can do yeah you can do whatever you want like as in like um okay maybe like for me like let's say on um on tuesdays i have my filipinos uh, a filipino-american medicine meeting from over teams but other than that like i can like put in like a hot maybe go to the gym or maybe study at go down because once i'm going from um uh the ie area down to orange county because I commute from there like I can study at Chapman and for like four hours and then go back home and like do my meeting like it's a lot more um, free because um, I choose my own schedule whenever I want to do this this and this versus in Chapman my experience it's like Okay, I have a class from this to this, yep. and then I only have like fifteen minutes to like go eat my lunch, and then I have yep. a and then I have off hours with Dr. Lopez, and then after that, like okay, next class, I'm gonna s- scooter my way to the dance studio, like <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, but I think yeah. that just takes a lot more responsibility though, because yeah, you do have a lot of that extra time during yeah. the day, but you need to make sure that you're actually using it productively. Like yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. It's
2: so easy to like because especially when yeah to waste the afternoon yeah. like i have a <laughs> no hate to my classmate i have a <laughs> classmate of mine where sometimes like he's like kind of just tired from like just the morning the morning classes especially like maybe after a long week of like uh studying for the exams during the midterm marathon he would go home put on his uh oculus and just hop into the metaverse <laughs> 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 so i asked my classmate. oh my god <laughs> i asked my classmate And I was like, "Hey, like, uh, did you end up doing this uh, genetics homework? Like, what did you like? Like, how did you do that?" I was like, "Oh shoot, sorry. Like, I was in the metaverse playing tennis." I was (laughs) like, "What?"
1: (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) Wow.
2: So it's basically what I was trying to say. Like, it's so easy to like just. Not be do productive. Every, anything else. yeah, because you're like, like you said, it's a free for all, but it's like you have to be disciplined. At, like, okay, after my two hours playing the metaverse, like, I gotta do like probably one to two lectures and then I can head to bed, you know. So, yeah, having that sense of discipline,
1: cool. Yeah. I think, um, we're getting towards the end of the episode. I'm not sure if you're familiar with this or we did it during the last episode you were on, but I've been listening the most- oh, to your podcast I episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so I can ask one more thing, yeah, so. Um, I guess, yeah, as just
0: something to wrap things up, um, I guess we want to know, like what, what's, what are your plans for the future? Like, where are Best you team. in your, you know, in your kind of your journey? Mm-hmm. Like, so what, what are your plans after your master's program and, and just moving forward?
2: Got it. Okay. So this is the updated one compared to last, She's like, last year's- like, sp- yeah. I'm not doing medicine
1: anymore. I'm going to be a out. podcaster.
2: I'm going to be on Broadway. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so now, um, I graduate in May, um, Kind of like it's funny because last year I was like, I graduated from childhood. I'm going to hop on a plane to New York. Um, I'm, <laughs> c- I'm going to graduate master's program and then hop a plane to Japan. Just to Japan and the Philippines. And then um, by that time, I have that extra month before I start that trip to uh, do full-time studying for MCAT. So I'm going to do full-time studying for MCAT, hop on to the three-week trip to Japan and Philippines. And once I'm back, it will be already early July. So from July to the end of August, I'm just full-time studying every day. I won't have a job yet. And then I take my MCAT on September 1st. Wow. So you're
3: right. Yeah, because
2: you guys are... Are, um, are you guys the last of August?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: I'm the first for September because I'm September 1st. We'll let you know. Oh my how gosh. It goes. <laughs> I'm going to text you. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. Week?
1: What was question number five? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, yeah, I have it September 1st. And um if all else, like, let's say after th- September 1st, like, that was already, like, my scheduled thing that I wanted to do. So, i had either two avenues for myself one i could um my my dream job is to work as a research coordinator next either at city of hope in la or like the usai med student like medical center or like or like any of like a research coordinator because i really enjoy research and i want to continue that and plus it's a higher paying job too um uh, because i have the uh what do you call it I have the safety net of um, the master's degree, too, to, like, back it up. Um, but also, there's a part of me where I'm like, oh, maybe I should, since I'm in my gap year, I kind of want to, like, join a musical <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> and, like, and do, like, a musical, like, in, uh, a professional musical, like, yes. um, with a uh, one of the L.A. companies, the L.A. theater companies or, like, the O.C. theater companies. I think I'm going to do
3: that during my gap year as well.
2: You should. Yes. There are some, good. We'll like, come
3: watch. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll yeah. watch.
2: Oh. I, I want oh, like a if yeah. a musical,
3: like a community theater one. Yeah, uh-huh. it's been so long.
2: Yeah, and yeah. I was just he's like... he's getting an
3: itch.
0: <laughs> it's a it,
2: you know you know us he has to theater it. people. <laughs> So, yeah, like, and then, and that is only, like, what is it, a three-month commitment or something?
3: What is <laughs> only it? a three-month They're commitment. Three but, months. yeah, like, it is, And yeah, like it, sure. And if
2: you're, um, this is just, like, theater lingo, but, like, if you're non-union, you're still gonna get, you're still gonna get paid versus Sometimes. if you're unions. Yeah. Well, depending on the... Sc- the wherever
3: the, you the, go. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Depending on the, the production and, like, the company. But, yeah, I was thinking of doing that, or if not, and whatever life takes me, like, um... Yeah, it's going to be either research coordinator or doing theater stuff. And then after that, like, then I'll do the full-time job, um, working pre-med jobs. And then apply to med school, um, June of next year. Awesome. So
3: Wait, that's like us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because the, are
2: you guys having one June gap year, right?
3: Yeah, that's so. our current year, plan. And you're least. doing two, but one of them is a master's program. Yes. Well, that's crazy. I, w-
2: <laughs> I would call the <laughs> master's program as the gap year. So in total for me, it's three.
3: Oh, okay, I see.
1: Wait, so does that mean we get, like, if we get in, like, the first application cycle? Oh. We we would be, we'd be classmates.
2: I get
3: it, so you're doing... Yo, that'd be cool. (laughs) Yo.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Wow,
3: really cool. So thank you so much for coming and sharing your story. Like, I remember when we were first talking about this, I was just kind of, like, blown away by how much, like how enthusiastic you were about like the the graduate program and like mm. how how much resources it seems to provide it is um so it, it was great to me that like you felt it was important enough to come back on the podcast and share your story again because like it is so great for pre-meds to hear this kind of thing,
2: yeah so. it's nice to hear people who uh, have different experiences hence like I'm really glad you guys have created this podcast and I'm really grateful you guys like invited me to come on and yeah, of course. it's grad school is not an easy task but um it's really hard too like and but i just think like if if i can go through all of this like not only stress but like the difficulty of what this ha- this program entails then i can do med school so mm-hmm. i it doesn't even just it's show
4: booster. yeah
2: exactly it doesn't even show just med schools but mainly it shows myself like I did this. Like, I did the midterm marathon twice. (laughs) One in the fall, one in the spring. Like, and like, like I did this, like, it just gives you such like a big eye opener and gives you time after Chapman to be like, wow, like this is a very different setting and it gets you, I call it being uncomfortable, getting comfortable in the uncomfortable. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So thank you. Of course.
1: Of course. So, Back to what you were saying. Yeah, so I'm not sure if we we did this last time you were on, but what is the most pre-med thing to say? Or what is the most graduate thing to say?
3: (laughs) Graduate who is also pre-med. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Oh, okay. I can't copy the one I did last, my last episode. My last episode, I was like the Pataguchi, the Patagonia, (laughs) and like the... um, uh, what is it? The lemon that's Oh, my God. The stethoscopes. <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. I have to pick. So you said what's that's the okay. most pre-med thing? Or a
0: graduate or, thing. Or because you've talked to, like, medical students, too. Like, what would be... What's something that they say a lot, maybe?
2: Anki. <laughs>
1: <Yeah.
0: laughs> Anki God. gods. <laughs> <laughs> Anki king.
2: Oh, my gosh. I have, like, none in my head right now. Maybe the most pre-med thing is, like... Um, I think now I'm just thinking of like objects. Like if you don't have the oh, the Anki controller. Have you seen that? <laughs> yeah, it's like a tiny one. Yes, I have it in my background right now. But show like, show us show us. Really? Show us. really? Yeah, okay, okay. It. So oh, oh god, rip the, rip, the, <laughs> rip the chair. I literally so basically it's this Anki controller that literally looks like a video game controller. So um that one, I see so many. Like med students use it, and like us as grad students too. Oh shoot! One second. Did here you did you buy is. the
1: two hundred and forty dollar one?
2: No, it's this one. Oh no!
1: Like the the Anki like deck thing. I don't know. I Nathan, oh. Nathan, would,
0: Nathan would figure out how to play <laughs> video games. This though. one Oh here. yeah,
3: Bluetooth, bro.
2: It's uh um, called the Eight Bit Do One, and um I'll literally you play, <laughs> <on that. Easy. laughs> play Smash, and it's like the size of my palm, and so I just click it. And it's like, okay, next deck, next deck.
1: While you contemplate life, you're like, yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I This helps me when I go and walk, so I can just do the Anki deck. Just, mm-hmm. like, click on it. When I go, like, work out on my treadmill, I can just click through it through my phone. So, it's pretty oh, cool. cool. Yeah, you just
1: start clicking air, like, thinking you have the Anki. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, it's a normal <laughs> sensation by clicking that. So, yeah, that has been, maybe this is a pre-med thing.
4: Yeah, <laughs> <We gotta laughs> it's this is 8-bit dough
2: zero two Anki controller that and is it um, expensive no it's like no. only $20 okay. or no $12 oh okay
0: nice. it's cool so I it's heard you can s- use a Nintendo Switch controller really? with this I, that's what I've heard oh, really? I don't know they look no the way. same they do look yeah I mean
3: similar buttons <laughs> yeah but I don't know we'll find out this summer <laughs> yeah that's
2: I recommend it for you guys if you guys since like Anki's a huge thing so it's that one and iPads I see everybody with iPads
1: I, I need to get an iPad. Yeah. Oh. All right. Yeah, we'll see. All right,
0: Todd. We'll Take you us
3: out. Uh, <laughs> 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 let me remember
0: this. Uh, okay. Well, thank you, Tiffany, for joining us and for telling us your story. Yay. We really appreciate it. Um, but also, thank you to all you listeners for tuning in and listening to us and to Tiffany. Uh, we really appreciate it. Make sure you go and tell everybody about us. Tell your family, tell your friends, all your classmates about us, and to listen to us. And your dog. And your dog, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you every so much for listening. We really appreciate it, and we post uh, every other Tuesday at 8 a.m. Uh, make sure to check us out on uh, TikTok, TikTok and Instagram as well. Uh, we have little skits and videos to watch um, and share. But we just hit 1,500 listens. Wow,
2: really? yeah. that's so exciting! Yeah, <laughs> that's cool.
0: Pretty, it's pretty fun. Um, but yeah. Otherwise, thank you for listening, and we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye.